Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, welcome to Rooted Deep. Allie and I are here today and we're really excited to begin to dive into a study on the book of Philippians today. Yeah, and, we enjoyed uh, last week, we enjoyed talking about just the, the overview, so I'm excited to dive into Philippians 1. Yeah, so for those of you that maybe did not listen last week, I would encourage you to go back and grab that podcast really quick and just listen to that um, and, and get a setting for what we're getting ready to do. For those of you that did hear it last week, um, you if just a reminder that if you would like to grab the notes for this particular study and study along with us um, in the notes, then just go out to the Dare for More um, app. And inside the Dare for More app is where these notes will be available to you. Uh, and also, we'll try to put them, attach them to any of our social media posts as well. So if you see a, a post regarding the this particular podcast, you should find some notes attached down to the bottom of those. So those are the best ways that we can get those to you. Uh, but, you know, Philippians is such a great, it's like a really cool good book. There's so many themes that we've seen in the past. We've talked about them before with the joy and the rejoicing and, and yeah. unity. So yes, it is a very uplifting book. Yeah. So I, I do think it's uplifting and it's ironic that it it's uplifting because Paul, when he's writing it, is actually sitting in prison. Right. And so to give us a little bit of historical background before we dive into chapter one this week, just to kind of set the stage, because I think it's important you understand when Paul is writing this, what in the world is going on? So we encouraged you last week to go back and read Acts chapter 15 to get the story behind how Paul met these group of people in Philipp- in, that he's writing to in Philippi. And so hopefully you had a chance to go back and read that story. If not, I would encourage you to do so. But now we're fast forwarding. Paul has already met these people and it's years later. And now what we end up seeing is that Paul has is on his third missionary and on his third missionary journey, Paul is um, Paul went to Jerusalem and he was arrested. And so from there uh, in Jerusalem, he was taken by Roman guard to Caesarea Philippi. Okay, which is where he and on his third missionary journey and he is in prison and we see that he is. He's been in prison now for, let me look at this really quick, two years. So Paul has been sitting in this Roman prison, and he is pinning this letter to these people. I think it's important to remember that because he's not just sitting in prison a couple days. He's like, let me keep myself busy. I'm just going to start writing letters. He's been there for, like you said, two years, and there's still these, um, these, there's still this, he's not, he's not focused inward. He's focused on the concern for, you know, the brothers, you know, and, and, and you see that in the, in, the, in the prison epistles. But I think also to think about where he is and to read through the book of Philippians is I've, I feel like you need to understand where he is to, uh, to really grasp the depth of what he's saying as far as, you know, like, we, like I said, these, these mm-hmm. themes that we're going to be pulling out in the next few weeks. Yeah, I agree because, you know, I think if you... If you're not careful, you think Paul may be sitting in a, you know, in a luxurious Roman villa overlooking the Mediterranean Ocean uh, with nostalgia writing this yeah. letter to these people that he loves and life is cush. 
Um, and so he's in a hole. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He he is in, you know, so Paul is not there at all. Paul is sitting in a prison Mm -hmm. and he's been there for a while. So this is not like, you know, he thinks he's getting out anytime soon. And so here he is and he's writing about, he's writing this really an upbeat letter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, so I think it maybe is good for all of us to say, if you'd been sitting in prison for two years and you're there unjustly, how upbeat would your letter be? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like what exactly would you be saying? And I think now that you said that, it just brings to mind kind of, um, you know, kind of that, not a, a, a halftime coach that, Hey, you know, Hey, we've got some things we need to work on. We've got some things. Mm-hmm. And then as he goes through, um, and so we talked about the theme from chapter one and, and, and you brought out the theme from chapter one. So if you think about like what a coach would say to somebody in, in, at a halfway point and say, Hey, listen, we've still got this, but he's trying to be like all cheerful, yeah. you know, Hey, we're, we're beat down. We're, we're, we're struggling. Um, here's, here's where I am, but it's okay. Uh, let's yeah. work together and, and, and get it done. Yeah. Cause I think in chapter one, you see these kind of these elements of striving together. Mm-hmm. I love that word strive because it, it doesn't mm-hmm. give the implication of, of let's go on a little picnic here. Yeah. It's let's push, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's push forward. Let's keep going. Let's don't quit now. Right. Um, and I, I do think that's important as we see what Paul's going to talk about here in his opening words. And I want to encourage everybody as you're reading through Philippians, um, and and I I was I was telling Reba this, but you know before we we jumped on, and I was like, you know, I love two, three, and four because there are so many things that you know, chapter two, three, and four, there are so many, and I was like, I just can't get chapter one because it to me it was it was you know I felt like it was disjointed, but then when Reba brought out the whole striving together thread, and we read through we read through basically the first chapter together, I was like, okay, now I get it. So two, three, and four really make sense if you start with this first theme of hey, let's strive together toward these things, and mm-hmm. and I thought it was really beautiful. So uh, I was excited, you know. What, and then I was like, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read one fast so I can get to two, three, and four. I'm gonna really right. sit in sit in chapter one, and and so yeah. after this podcast, I'm gonna read it a couple more times and really and really kind of soak it in. Yeah, because I do think that, you know, we, in fact, we talked about that chapter two starts with a therefore. Yeah. When we see therefore in scriptures, it's always, he's always referring back to what yeah. I just said. Because yeah. of what I just said, now I'm saying this. <laughs> Having so if said you have that, no yeah. idea what he just said, right. um, then then it's kind of like, uh-oh, uh, you know, I really don't know what he just mm-hmm. said or didn't yeah. quite catch it all. So I think this week is going to be so good yeah. uh, because we're going to be able to dive into chapter one. We would encourage you this week, last last week, we encouraged you to read the book as many times through as you possibly could. And this, this week, we're really going to encourage you to read chapter one through yeah. as many times as you possibly can. You say, seriously, we're going to read the same chapter just over oh, yeah. and over and over yeah. again. And, uh-huh. And, yes. and you're like, well, what would we get out of that? I mean, wouldn't we just, you know, but I mean, I'm telling you, Allie, I can't tell you how many times as I reread chapters, I get something totally different, yeah. something completely different jumps mm-hmm. out at me versus jump out that didn't jump out before. Right. So for those of you that are used to just reading a chapter and moving on quickly, I know this is going to feel really strange. And yeah. so uh, don't, don't, don't skim it. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't be like, oh, okay. Um, but I really want to encourage you to hang in there because, you know, and we're just going to kind of start pulling out some thoughts from chapter one, um, this, this, on this podcast. So, and then we hope that you'll dive deeper into these thoughts on your own. Right. So, you know, Ali, I love it. We, if we, you know, he has this wonderful introduction 
uh, which is typical mm -hmm. of Paul to have these yeah. really cool, beautiful introductions mm -hmm. about, you know, how he's been praying for them. He thinks about right. them often. And you get down to verse six, and I love this thing. He says, I am confident of mm -hmm. this very thing. And he's confident about who they are. Right. And I love how yeah. he starts that because I think he says, look, I know that, that, that the same God who began this good work in you is just going to keep performing it in you. He's going to keep right. perfecting it in you. And I love how he starts with the confidence, even though he's not with these people, he says, I'm confident that you guys yeah. are going to do well. Yeah. Exactly. And he knows. And, and because of there's something about what they've already accomplished, mm -hmm. there's something that he's like, you know, I can see the work of the Lord in you and he's going to continue it to um, until that that the day of Jesus Christ, that completion or that perfection. And it is and it is beautiful. And I was just thinking about, you know, some of the struggles that we've had in the ministry. You just want to look at, at somebody and say, and thinking of the women that we serve, and you're just like, you know what? God started something amazing in you. God started something good in you. Let's, again, that phrase, strive together and let, you know, let's continue continue on this path. And yeah. uh, so that, that is one of my favorite verses. I share it with the women all the time. Yeah. And, you know, I think this morning, I want to just, let's just speak that over somebody who's mm -hmm. listening right now. Yeah. Because I think it's so easy sometimes to get through seasons of life and you want to quit. Yeah. And you feel like, okay, I don't see progress or I don't see, you know, or somebody's let me down. Yeah. And so therefore now I'm over here struggling. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think all of us need to hear some encouraging words sometimes to say, look, you know what? We're confident uh, that you can make it. And you say, well, Reba, you don't even know me. Uh, <laughs> you know, Allison, you've never even met me. Yeah. How could you say you're confident that I can make it? And this is how we can say this. The same reason Paul could say this over yeah. people that maybe he didn't have any idea how they actually right. doing, yeah. but he's able to say, look, I'm confident that you're going to be, you're going to make it. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it's not you that makes it. It's yeah. God that makes it yeah. in you. My confidence is not in you as the person. My confidence is in the person who started the work in you and it's in yeah. Christ. And yeah. so that's where our confidence always is, whether it's in our own lives or w whether it's in somebody's life that we're, you know, that we're spending time with. Yeah. And you know, and he, and he says, and it's, it's, it's right for me to feel this way about you yeah. because you're in my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and he says, you know, both, even though I'm in prison right now, you're partakers of grace with me. And so, you know what, if you're here right now and you say, you know, there's been a time in my life that I've trusted Christ as savior, then you know what, you are partakers of grace with me and Alan, yeah. you know, yeah. and as, as sisters in Christ, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we, we sit as partakers of grace together. And so here's what we know to be true. God is doing his work in all of us, yes. all of us yeah. that are partakers of this grace, you mm -hmm. know, this undeserved uh, favor that God has given yeah. and blessed us with, then it's God that's going to work it out in us. Mm -hmm. And he's the one who's going to make it happen. So Paul now is getting ready to tell them what their part in all of this is. Yeah. But I love how he starts off and he says, look, I am just absolutely confident that mm -hmm. God's going to work this out in you. I think there's a lot of people in churches, especially that forget that, that striving together that is required from churches mm -hmm. and individuals that connect with ministries like Dare for More, ministries like ours, that there are, we are, um, hey, if I'm struggling, you know, that you're, 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 you're in that fight with me. If I, mm -hmm. if we triumph and when we triumph and when the Lord brings mm -hmm. something great, 
you're a part of that as well. And, oh, and so we can, and so just that little pause, just from a missionary and a ministry perspective, mm-hmm. uh, Reba, I'm sure you can, can agree with me. That's yeah. something that we're kind of got to say, Hey, you know, we're not the apostle Paul, but we're all in ministry together because we have that connection. And, and that's so true because, um, that togetherness, I think, it's such an important thing for all of mm-hmm. us to know. We're not by ourselves. You're yeah. not alone. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people that are in this because of the grace that God has given to us. And so because of that, we do, and I'd a lot rather strive together than I would strive yes. alone. <laughs> you know, uh, so right. much rather strive together uh, because there's times I just want to like, you know, I want to, I want to move to a tropical island, but not to be a missionary. Right. <laughs> I, I want to hide somewhere right under a palm tree and be exactly. like, I'm done, you know? And it's in those moments that as we, as we kind of work together, mm-hmm. um, I think we encourage one another in the yeah. Lord. Yeah. Uh, and I think this was Paul's whole goal in writing Philippians was to encourage the church. It yeah. was to encourage these growing Christians in their faith mm-hmm. and say, hey, look, we're in this together. Yeah. So hang in there. And I love mm-hmm. it because as he moves on yeah. into verse 9 and 10 mm-hmm. and 11, he prays this prayer for them. And Paul does this in quite a few of his books. He will actually write out his prayer. Right. And I absolutely love this prayer because it is a, you can see this little progression of growth in the prayer. So when you study this, uh, this week, as you read chapter one over a couple of times, take your time to read through this prayer slowly and really kind of make notes about what Paul's praying for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because he, he says, and this I pray. Yeah. So he kicks it off that your love may abound. Now, if we put a period, Allie, there, mm-hmm. it changes what he's getting ready to say. <laughs> right. But it, but there's no period. And sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, love. He wants love, love to abound. Yes. That's so nice. Um, <laughs> me too, but, Paul. Okay. Me too. But he clarifies. Mm-hmm. He says that your love may abound still more and more in. In. Okay, so I have this circled in my Bible. Yeah. In, okay, right. so he wants their love to abound in something. So mm-hmm. what does he want them to love in real knowledge? I, I'm reading from the New American Standard, but it says real knowledge and discernment. Yeah. So he wants them to have this love for knowledge and yeah. discernment, okay? Uh, which is really another way of saying, I want you to have love for the word of God yeah. and for the truths of the word of God. And what he's really saying is, I want you to be rooted deep. And yeah. he just didn't know. He's That's that. right. He just Shameless plug. He just didn't know that we were going to be talking about this 2000 years later. On yes, because if he were around today, he would definitely be He would be like, podcast. yes, absolutely. Right. He would enter Apostle yeah. Paul today. We have him. Yeah. What did you mean by this? And he's like, I meant what you guys said. Rooted yeah. deep, right? Rooted deep, right. A lot of times we use this, we use this word love so much. So in this prayer, he says, I want your love to abound in knowledge. knowledge. I want it to grow in real knowledge and in discernment. Why? Well, he been so that, okay. Yeah. So again, don't miss these little, these little words um, that will guide us to the meaning so that you may approve the things that are excellent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Allie, let's talk about that for a minute because yeah. how does loving discernment and truth, how does that help us to approve things that are excellent? Right. Yeah, you know, it's, that's that's what he's praying for. So, you know, as we look at that, well, obviously, if I'm, I think that you know, Allie's favorite book of the Bible is James, right, Allie? And uh, <laughs> it, for some reason, James is really growing on me, but still, not yet. Okay. 
So, you know, James tells us this. He says, it's like a mirror. God's yeah. word is like a mirror that we hold it up and it reflects who we are. Right. And I think that Paul is like, hey, if you grow in love for wisdom and discernment mm-hmm. and in this knowledge of God, okay, yeah. if, you, if you're growing in that area, what does it do for you? It mm-hmm. reveals to you what is, what is excellent. Yeah. In your own life, as well as, as well as outside, like outside influences, you can, you can be able to discern, okay, what is, what is truth and what is, what is not, this is your filter. And if you don't have the knowledge and judgment of the word of God, can't discern inside of you, what's good and what's evil as, as well as what's outside. And, uh, And we're being bombarded continually. Um, we're being bombarded continually in society just by everybody's different truth. And we've talked about this before. We've oh, talked we about, yes, you know, everybody, has their, own, right. <laughs> everybody <laughs> has their own truth. Yes. And it's like, no, that's it was Paul's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I want you to love knowledge and judgment so that you can know the truth that so you can. And, and it just, it brings me back again to some of our favorite passages, Psalm 139 that talks about search me, Oh God, and find out if there's anything in me. Yeah. And, and those, and those passages in, in Proverbs four to search me or mm-hmm. um, in, in, you know, in John, John 15, abide in me and my words in you. And that, that's what we're talking about today. That's what, that's what Philippians. Oh, absolutely. And you know, Psalm 119 always talks about the fact that the word of God is like a lamp or it's like a light to our feet. Mm -hmm. And so it really is this reflector of what is good and right and pure and true. And so as we, as we have a love for that, Mm -hmm. it points us in a direction of what is excellent. Right. Okay, and then so the prayer goes yeah. on then. Okay, in order that. In order okay, that. Okay, so so here's this other little phrase that a lot of times we just buzz right over when we're reading the scriptures, mm-hmm. but every one of these is linked. I want you to have mm-hmm. a love for the word of God so that you can know what is excellent in order that you might do what? That you might be sincere mm-hmm. and blameless. Blameless. So yeah. he's this is what Paul's confident in. Paul's confidence is, you know what? I know that God and his word, if you will get in them, they're going to change your life. And right. so therefore, this is my prayer for you, that you would have a passion and a love for God and his word so that you could do what, so that you would know what's excellent, right. so that you'll live this life that's what? Sincere and blameless. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you said it well. This is not your truth and my truth. And I get to pick and I, you know, I don't get to go through like a garden and pick out the pieces that I like um, and keep those and toss everything else. It's it's funny, but in my head right now, I'm singing this song, the hip bones connected to the thigh bone, thigh bone. (laughs) And it's because thinking about what you're talking about with this thread of this is connected to this, you know, that your love of knowledge so that this happens. And then going back to Hebrews four, when it's like the word, the the word of God is is quick and powerful, sharper than two edges sword. And it starts really discerning, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's, there's, there's such, they're so connected. It's going to get right in there and tell you, you know, where, where, where you need to move it and where you need to change and where you need to be rooted and, and, and so I don't know why that thought, that thought that came to my head, except for the fact that you keep connecting things and, and so that we can grow. And so that was, and, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's that thread that's pulling it all into a progression. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is, this is the progression Paul wanted these people to mm-hmm. see. And I think yeah. it's one, it's important for us to see today as we sit yes. here talking, because it's still as relevant today for us as it was when he wrote this thousands of years ago. And that is just the concepts and the ideas that, that we need to know what, truth is mm-hmm. so that we can therefore then we can make 
excellent choices in our mm-hmm. life. And then as we do that, right. then our lives are going to look like Christ. And then right. what happens, verse 11, mm-hmm. we're filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and yeah. praise of God. So then our lives actually bring glory and praise to God mm-hmm. because we're filled with what? Well, we're filled with this fruit. And, and you know, I want the fruit. Yeah. But do I understand what it takes to get it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not just love and going back to that. It's not just that I love everybody. It's what I love specifically is the knowledge and judgment that is only found in the word of God. And, and then it's not that, that I just love Jesus. No, you know yeah. I mean? Oh, I love it's, Jesus. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. We all love Jesus. You know, I have a t-shirt that says I love Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mm-hmm. think this is more than about a t-shirt or a bumper sticker or a proclamation or even a song we sing in church on Sunday. Yeah. This is, wait a minute. If you, if you love the Lord, you love his word, mm-hmm. his word teaches you what, how to walk and how right. to live. And that in turn makes you sincere and blameless. And that in turn makes you bring forth fruit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Again. And it's connected back to John 15 that we've talked mm-hmm. about before it, you know, it's yeah. How do we abide in Christ? Well, his word, if I abide in you and my words, if you abide in me and my words divide in you. And that's that love of knowledge. Mm-hmm. of his, um, of his word, but not just stop there. Oh, I love the Bible. I'm going to just keep reading it. No, it's going to translate into change truth. It's going to translate into different actions. Um, just like James says, you might have to change something when you read the, when the, when the word of God reflects yeah. you know, what you need to change and, and that progression. And so you can't stop. Like you said, you cannot stop with, I love, I love knowledge. No, I love knowledge because it's going to produce this. And then at the end of the day, glories to God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what this does for us is it helps us Mm -hmm. to see, to make sense out of what Paul, the very next statement that Paul makes here is now I want you to know that my circumstances, what Mm -hmm. is the circumstances? He's in prison. Prison. Yeah. Okay. I want you to know that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel. Yeah. Okay, so Paul now is saying, I've got this bad situation that's actually turning out for good for the Mm -hmm. sake of the gospel. But wait a minute, before I, you know, before I get to that sentence, I have to understand that everything that Paul has just said has set him up to be able to make that statement. Right. You know, he's bearing fruit in prison. How do you bear fruit in prison? (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Well, you do it because of these things that he's just said. So, I mean... You know, I hope maybe we are talking to somebody today who's in prison, Mm -hmm. literally. But, you know, for a lot of us, you may not be sitting in a prison cell today, Mm -hmm. but all of us have our own bad circumstances and our bad situations that we're sitting in the middle of today. Yeah. Yeah. And how do, and most of us can't even imagine being able to bear fruit in the middle of that. Right. It's almost like we want to take a pause. Hey, I'm going through something. Please don't expect me to bear fruit right now. I'm struggling, you know? And it's like, if we could take a break from having to bear fruit, that would be wonderful. But that's what, but Paul is saying, that's when, that's when the fruit brings glory to God. And it's amazing that it's because of what God does in us and through us that fruit can come in those, yeah. har- in those, through those difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Fruit can come out of those horrible circumstances. So, you know, maybe just a word of encouragement to somebody listening right now, and you may just be in it right now. I mean, you are just up to your, you know, eyeballs in, in yuck right now. Yeah. And you're like, I, I need help. I don't, I need to, and, and a lot of times I don't expect much for myself in the middle of those places. But right. what I want to say is when you read this this week, 
let's be confident in this very thing mm -hmm. that yeah. the God which started in you, he is going to complete this. Yeah. So even though your situation right now looks and feels horrible right now, what you know is that God can even work in that place. Mm -hmm. He can work through that circumstance and your goal. What do you do right now? You focus on a passion and a love for God and his word right now and choosing what is excellent in these hard places. Right. And, and, and watch God then do what? Watch mm -hmm. him work in a way where you can be sincere and blameless. Because you know where most of us falter in our blamelessness is when yeah. we get into hard places. Yeah. We excuse yes. our yeah. bad behavior, our bad language, our bad our actions. Well, I'm really sorry, but... I'm really struggling. You'll have I'm to. I'm struggling. I'm under yeah. this thing. I'm doing, yeah. you know. So if we can stand up underneath that, God says there's going to be fruit that's born through mm -hmm. that. Um, yes. That is going to be glorifying to the Lord. And man, it's just such good stuff here in chapter this is, one. Yeah. And then we've only talked about four different verses. Yeah. So definitely. I mean, you know, that's the thing. You need to read it over and over again. And sometimes like it helped me today was talking about it with a friend and saying, Hey, I read it. I don't, here's what I'm seeing. And, and, you know, and if you have a friend, you know, talk about some of these things and saying, okay, I don't understand. And even, you know, further down in, in, in the, in the chapter, I was like, this, I really, this verse is really kind of, I don't know what I don't get it. Or I don't understand. That's when, that's yeah. when accountability or just saying, Hey, are you reading it? Cause I would, I would love to bounce some ideas off of you. And if you can't find anybody, just grab a cup of coffee when, when, when you listen to your podcast yeah. and join me and Allie, Allie almost always has a cup of coffee somewhere in arm's length. So, you know, join us to kind mm -hmm. of, and let's just talk through this um, yeah. and, and figure some of these things out because Paul is going to Probably, you know, Allie, we talked about last week that er some of these passages have a movie star verse. They have this yeah. verse that everybody knows. Go straight um, to that. And every and there's one in chapter one. Mm -hmm. um, and it's usually verse 21. Yeah. Um, a lot of times for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I'll be honest with you. Um, you, if you want to be so serious about that verse, that's a tough verse to wrap your heart and head around. Right. Yeah. How do I say? How do I say it? That it for me to die. Mm -hmm. and be gained yeah. um you know and for me to live is christ mm -hmm. and i think before you get to verse 21 and even try to unpack that little short verse you better have walked through these earlier verses mm -hmm. yeah and then when you get down to this verse then you begin to see paul's heart as he's just he just really believes and he is very confident of this very thing. Yes. That yeah. God is going to do the work. And uh -huh. even through it, whether it be through his life mm -hmm. or his death, yeah. whether it be through good circumstances yeah. or bad, whether regardless of what is going on, Paul knows God is going to use it to get good and glory in the end. If Paul will just keep his life focused okay, yeah. on Christ and the uh, yes exactly and you know and he mentioned it he mentions it in 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 12 and 13 it's like it has reached you know all of my afflictions it's been for the furtherance of the gospel yeah and so and he and he's oh he's accepting that he's he's okay with it because he can see even more than you know his struggle is is giving glory and we've we've talked to people before with their who have used their a cancer diagnosis or have used um, a special needs child at uh, that situation or that struggle to even further minister to mm -hmm. others or even further minister to the, and so you can definitely see, but you really have to have, you have to start with that love of scripture and saying, you know, it's not me, it's Christ. 
and oh. and and that's that's how I have to. I can't live inwardly. I have to live outwardly. Yeah, you know, um, when he talks about even in verses uh, twenty, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he says, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that I will not be put to shame in anything. Yeah. But with all boldness mm-hmm. that Christ would be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Yeah. And there, there's just this place that Paul, maturity that Paul has come to in his faith. Mm-hmm. And he's telling us how to get there. And, and what I think sometimes it's easy to say, well, that's Paul. Right. Yeah, because that's, and that's the problem. When you just go straight to 21, for to me to live is Christ and to die and get, wow, Paul's awesome. And Paul's like, hang on, I'm telling you how to get there. Go back and read it again. Yeah. I didn't get there at, at, you know, in a heartbeat. No, we have to remember this is the guy who's persecuting Christians, who's holding clothes while when Stephen's being stoned. We have to remember that this is the guy who hated and hated yeah. Christianity and he hated all of this. This so he was against all of this. Okay. Right. This is the guy who who uh was radically going another direction. God stops him on the on mm-hmm. the road to the uh, I think it was road to Damascus, Damascus. was that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and God says, wait a minute, hang on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets his attention. Yeah. And Paul's life is radically changed because of the right. work God did in his heart and life. So there's nobody. We're listening to this right now that can say, well, that was Paul. You know, well, if God can do a work in Paul's life, he can do a work in ours. And that's why Paul can say with confidence, hey, um, I'm confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perform Mm -hmm. it because he, somebody, because Christ did a start, began a good work in Paul. He's not saying, you know, from a, from a seat of holiness here, he's saying, I have walked that road. I, I, I remember the moment where God began a good work in me and I've seen how he's continued, you know, to this, but so he, that's why he's confident because he's lived it. So, yeah. And he he sees death in a different perspective Mm -hmm. in this chapter. And honestly, I, I probably think this is the way we all should see it. But Paul says in the next few verses, he said, you know, I struggle whether to go to be with Jesus or to stay here with y'all. Yeah. And I guess it's better to stay here right now to be with y'all because that's what God has for me right now. But boy, the struggle is really real because I'd really would love to go to be with Jesus. Yeah. Think about dying. Yeah. But he doesn't see it like that. Um, he says, hey, you know, the, he knows that the minute he draws his last breath, he's going to be with the Lord. And mm-hmm. so, you know, his perspective is. I'm tossed between whether to go be with him and really want that more or to stay with you and which is better. And so you, again, you see this maturity mm-hmm. in Paul that's coming out because he just has this love for God and a love for the word and a love to bring glory to God through his life. He goes on and verse 27, we to these, these thematic words of st- striving together, yeah. standing firm in one spirit, one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel and in no way alarmed by your opponents. All right. But we are, we are suffering for together for his sake. Yes. And so you see this one heart, one mind striving together for the sake Mm -hmm. of the gospel. And Paul says, this is what it should be. So let's, let's live our lives in a manner worthy of the gospel and, you know, I think it's important. What does that mean? Mm, mm-hmm. You know, what does it mean to live a life worthy of the gospel? Well, what is the gospel? Well, yeah. the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection mm-hmm. of Jesus. So Paul's basically saying, let's live a life worthy of Jesus dying for. Right, exactly. Let's and make yeah, that worth it, right? And and let's, let's make it worth it. And let's also um, 
continually point those who don't know yes. at how are they going to see, you know, if there's not somebody living it in front of them. And so, yeah. you know, and we, my husband and I talked this week about uh, a lot of people live kind of at a duality. I'm a church yeah. on Sunday and then every, the rest of the week I'm, you know, an accountant or a lawyer or whatever. Yeah, right. And it's like that, that duality is like, that shouldn't happen. It, you mm -hmm. know, it, it needs to be together. And I think that's what, that's one of the, that's one of the themes that is worthy mm -hmm. of the gospel is wh who I am at, in church on Sunday right. and who I am in my home yep. and who I am in my work is the same. And it's all pointing to the gospel of Christ. Yep. You're not having to just walk around, you know, with a Bible under your belt, you know, and talking, you know, nonstop about Christ, but you're living yeah. in a manner that, Hey, you know, blameless, worthy. You yeah. know, and, and that's, and honestly, and we were talking about that this week. Yeah. You know, that kind of life sticks out so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the way that a Christian thinks differently, talks differently, reflects differently. Um, any kind of interaction with people, all of a sudden that starts to stand out. Our lives should mm -hmm. walk in such a manner that it makes the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the cost that that cost yeah. Jesus, mm -hmm. it's, it's, we walk in a manner worthy of that cost and right. man, what wow I, sometimes i struggle to think even how can i even do that yeah. and yet i understand clearly that if god is doing it in me it, it's yes. the beauty of yeah. salvation it's that god does the redeeming and then he and then he makes it possible for me to live a life worthy of that right. redemption He's you the know? one who began the good work, you know, and he's the and one he performing it and then, and bringing that fruit and that fruit that, you know, um, that we've talked about before the love, joy, peace. That's something that we don't, it's not necessarily, we don't walk around, um, talking, you know, continually preaching yeah. and we're on street corners and everything, but we do walk around. We should walk around with that fruit of the spirit, um, yeah. that brings people and attracts people to, and say, okay, there's something there's something about you. And then that opens that gospel conversation. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. boy, you know, as we conclude today, I, I don't know where you're at if you're listening with us, but I hope this has been, number one, I hope that you get excited about studying the word of God. Yeah. We hope if you haven't studied in a while, we, you, we hope you'll jump back in. Mm -hmm. And so this week, just read Philippians chapter one every day. It's a great way to start and it's a great way to get a feel for it. If you have questions, Ellie and I don't know all the answers. We promise you we don't. But if you write us with questions, we'll find out somebody that does. Okay, um, I promise you. And anything that God's teaching you, be sure to mm -hmm. share that with us because oh, we love, love being able to mm -hmm. share that on on the air. We heard from Susie in Virginia, and this is what God's doing in her life through the study of Philippians. So yeah. be sure to shout that out to us as well. Uh, and then uh, don't forget, we're going to do a giveaway. Allie, let's go ahead and talk to them about what we're going to give away. Um, yeah. And we're going to give away a inductive study Bible. Mm -hmm. And I love this. And it's one of my favorite study Bibles. And I think you're going to love it. It's a great way to study scripture. I know you can't see me, so you really can't see how cool this Bible is. Yeah. But uh, you can Google it and uh, you'll see how really cool it is. And so anytime, if you'll post on social media about the podcast, about what God is teaching you, use the hashtag RootedDeepBFM. That's RootedDeepBFM. And the way you enter the contest is every time we 
we're going to search that hashtag mm-hmm. and rooted deep DFM and everyone who has used that uh, on their social media post will be entered automatically in yeah. to the giveaway. A lot of us like to take pictures of sometimes when we're when we're studying our Bible. We do, you know, we've got the Bible, the coffee cup, the little scented yeah. candle, the diffuser, you're good the, at that. and Alex you know, and we get stage. But if you're if you're doing your Bible study, you know, and take a picture hashtag, you know, you're studying Philippians, and then um, add that hashtag rooted deep DFM and and share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, and mm-hmm. then that you know will will enter you in. And, um, and for that giveaway. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. So man, I'm excited. We'll get into chapter one this week. Grab the notes if you want to on the app. Um, get in there. Tell us what God's doing in your life. Use that hashtag. And this week, just keep in your heart and mind that we are confident Yeah. that what God has started in you, he is going to continue. So don't you give up hope because it is not up to you to get it done. It's up to him right. to get it done. And he always does it well. Absolutely. So, So thanks for joining us. Uh, We will see you next week as we jump into Philippians chapter two. So have a great week in Philippians. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.